Hello, and welcome to another week of the Xbox North podcast. You notice it's just me and Dan again. So, Andrew, and pseudo Andrew, we got pseudo, pseudo Andrew. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, Andrew will be there for a little while. Uh, he's not going to be back hosting until October sixth. He'll be back. He's just yeah. doing. He's pursuing his acting career right now, so he's yeah. just out there having fun. That's so what he tells us, you. anyways. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. He's just <laughs> he needs, watch. He just needs two weeks off, right? He yeah. did. He did do an episode last week, but you know what happened with that. Um, yeah. but had nothing to do with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as they say, shit happens, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, welcome to episode seventeen, and you know, lucky sevens. I can't believe we're already at seventeen. Watch a year will go by, and we'll just be like, oh, well, I can't believe we've been doing this for a year already." But right. I think it's our excuse to just get together every week and just shoot the shit, right? Oh yeah. Um, but this at week we're going to be, yeah, exactly. But at the very least, right? But this week we're going to be talking uh, Redfall. Uh, we're also going to be talking some Death Loop as well. Uh, the fantastic reception that game has gotten. Also, we're going to sadly talk about some uh, Battlefield delays as well for Battlefield twenty forty two. Uh, but before you know, we start it. We gotta do our due diligence, and uh, before we start, don't forget to subscribe. Press the um, subscribe button, the bell icon, if you want, and leave a, a, a comment, a like, if you can. Always up for answering any questions or anything like that. You can also find us if you don't want to look at these two faces here. Uh, don't worry. You can also find us on audio. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts. Uh, just look up Xbox North, and we can. We're also on Reddit, Instagram. Just look up Xbox North, and we are also on Twitter at North Xbox. So I uh, interact quite a bit on Twitter as well. So you can shoot us a follow. I'll shoot you a follow as well, and uh, you know, grow our community from here. But thank oh, yeah. you to everyone who does listen every week. Uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, we appreciate sure. it. Yeah, like I can't believe it, man. <laughs> who wants to hear our opinion but right <laughs> it's about like video said, games of all things exactly right but like i said it's an excuse for us to, to talk every week right oh yeah uh but dan how's how's life what you playing how's everything pretty good it's uh it's been going well i've been working my way through super liminal which is a, a very trippy game i've recommended it to anyone who's uh who i've come across that might be interested in that sort of game it's very portal-esque but uh instead of portal it's all about perspective so it's a really interesting puzzle game based on um like yeah picking up an object and like holding it out so that it looks like it's far away will make it bigger because Mm -hmm. you know things at a distance are generally bigger and so like you lift it way up in the air or something, it'll be far away. Or if you move really close to it and then pick it up and then drop it, then because you're seeing it so big, it's just, it gets even bigger too. And like, yeah, you start to bring it closer to you, drop it like in a close place to you and it'll get smaller. So it's yeah, a weird I saw the, little... I saw the trailer. He like picked up like a toy house and like dropped it and it became like an actual house. He could walk into the front door. Yeah. And it's all it's... first person. It was really cool. Yeah, it's all first person and everything. And it was even uh, one of the more interesting levels that I came across was like there was a set of two doors. And so one door uh, that you went into let out the other door. 
but you can change the size. They were just like doors basically on like a, a stand up. So it was like if the door was on this wall here, there's like a little piece of wood holding it up and everything like a, a, a set prop or something. And yeah. you could make each one either bigger or smaller. So you make one like your size and make the other one super big. And then you walk through the door, all of a sudden you're super big. And then vice versa too is like if you make the other door really small and you go through the your size door then you get extra small see i can never deal with those kind of games i i see that's something my wife would be more interested in playing she loves puzzle puzzle games like that so i could totally see that being down her um yeah something that you really enjoy but yeah it, from what i've seen from what I've seen of the trailer, it definitely has a very unique idea considering mm. the genre of game it's in. I've never seen that idea of, you know, the way you leave an object in the perspective of, is so like, do you like hold the button to keep it like that? Uh, so you can pick it up and then drop it. So it's a toggle button, uh, at least on my settings. Okay. Then, so when uh, you drop it, it stays at that size. Yeah, but uh, it doesn't always interact with objects the same way either. So, like, I came across one, like, Apple thing that, um, like, if I pressed on it, I couldn't actually pick it up or anything, but a smaller Apple, like, it would make a copy of itself, and because that copy was closer to me, it's, uh, like, a little bit smaller, and it would just keep doing that until you, like, ran out of space, and I even got an achievement for, like, doing the maximum number it could process at the time or whatever, or... Like before, it just like stopped allowing me to make anymore. And yeah, some of them are like yeah, I could press another button to basically pull all the apples back into the original apple and try it a different way. So it was a really like yeah weird, interesting sort of way that they had you interact with stuff. And it's just like yeah, it's kind of like uh, Psychonauts too, where it's like it some of it will play with your perspective a little bit, and yeah. some of it will make you think a different way. And like yeah, it's an interesting kind of puzzle game that way it's cool yeah i like when some when game when a game like that um or when games in general just really you just use the um fact that it's a game to its advantage like yeah. opening like I, I remember in psychonauts i turned a corner and there was this hole in a book and when you went through it you're just in a completely different area and i was like wait a minute am i in a different like what just yeah. happened there um so I, I really enjoy stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Interesting ways of uh, playing with your perspective. It's very cool. But that sounds yeah. very cool. Anything yeah, else here? It's really interesting. I've been playing that and uh, State of Decay too. So I've never played any of the State of Decay games before. But yeah. uh, they're actually a lot more interesting than I, I kind of gave them credit for at first. I, I didn't think I would be that interested in it. But uh, yeah, it's a basic like kind of resource builder and everything. But there's a lot more granularity and kind of personality to it too mm -hmm. so each of your like you build a little community and like you find survivors and you add them to your community i started off with two guys uh and immediately like after the first sort of introductory level i got introduced to two more and then we basically went off and started a camp and then uh i found another two people out in the open world that they've got and uh, as you're finding these people, they all have personality traits and everything, which actually affects how they get along with the other members of the group. And yeah. like, yeah, some people have like different interesting personalities. Like I know, uh, like we, I was playing with our buddy Ryan and he's got one guy who um, 
or sorry, one girl who was trying to go out and um, find drugs just to like find something to do to like relax. Like you're in a zombie apocalypse and they're yeah. like doing that. And there was, the time, right? yeah, exactly. Yes. And there's a, another guy in there who is like adamantly like against any sort of drug use or anything. So he's like, yeah. no, we shouldn't be going out to do this stuff. Like it's not okay. And you get to kind of make the choices there because you can become each of the characters and you can kind of decide how they're going to play things out a little bit. So Ryan was playing the the girl character and going out to get her drugs and stuff and ended up deciding to um, like, yeah, tell the guy that basically, yeah, you can like everybody should be allowed to do whatever they want. Like it's not like rob the place or like run away with all the food, which some people will actually do and everything. But uh, yeah, it's like she's making her arguments that kind of have valid points and everything too. And it was interesting to even see uh, like you get other communities that are out in the world and you can either like trade with them or if you can kind of screw them over and they'll start to become your enemies. And there was like uh, a trader. So uh, he asks you to do bounty missions and you get extra fancy weapons and stuff. And there's all sorts of cars and vehicles you can collect and upgrade. And it was like way more in depth than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's really cool. <clears throat> oh, I'm glad they announced then a third one. eh? Yep. I'm curious how the because the game man it always has some jank to it. Oh yeah. <laughs> seem from the first one to this one, this has a weird. I think it's a fairly it. small team too that's uh, working on it. So a little well, bit. Expected. They got the resources yeah. of Microsoft beside behind them because yeah. they, they own them. So let's hope the third one uh, will use maybe that Unreal Five engine. Oh yeah. You know, There's, the, it's funny. The cause... CGI uh, clip definitely uh, suggests a very <laughs> beautiful looking game we should be getting but we'll see we'll see oh yeah i'm interested and it, it's funny too because some of the personality traits get a little ridiculous too um so i've got like one guy who's a pet rock artist <laughs> and uh, like he paints pet rocks for people and pet then uh, yeah mm-hmm. and one of his other traits is he's got rough hands of course <laughs> So I gave him a sledgehammer, and he's just been bashing the crap out of zombies. <laughs> Doing a pretty good job of it, too. So, Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, like, another guy just, like, lies about his age just because. So, like, yeah, they're pretty weird, like, interesting, kind of quirky personalities that, like, don't follow, like, the sort of traditions, I think, you would have yeah. in a game like that like somebody you'd figure it'd be like oh somebody's good at collecting stuff and somebody's good at like medicine yeah. and it's like they do have some of those traits but they're also like this guy's like just a weirdo do they deal with like ptsd after after you like leave and go on missions and stuff like that a little bit some people can kind of get that and like they do get like tired so you gotta take them over to the bed to rest they start to get like some of the zombie infection and everything and like i know through the audio like they talk about things like they don't like doing or encountering or uh, some might be more scared to go out than others and some might be like braver and more trained to become a leader or something and so it's a, a really interesting and yeah you have to actually like uh up their status in the community too so doing missions and everything makes them a more upstanding citizen so the more you play a specific character the the better they are for that community Mm, yeah yeah sounds good maybe i'll download it yeah it's way more in depth than i thought it was so it's it's keeping my interest much longer than i thought it would too yeah how about you what did you get up to this week 
Oh, not much this week. Um, still playing through Psychonauts 2, uh, close to the end of that game. Uh, that game is just, might be one of my favorite games of the year. Um, just an incredible game, but I've, I've talked about that quite a bit. <laughs> but uh, I also started um, Halo Wars 2 again, just to kind of go through the story. Because I know the Banish has a big part to do with um, Halo Infinite story. Um, oh. with all the the brutes and craig and whatnot so we yep. definitely want to see where uh, the origins of craig came from see where his people came from that'd be very, that's been cool oh, yeah but i've beaten the game before but god those cgi clips i think blur studios they're awesome yeah oh they're so they're so amazing and the story is good like i'm enjoying it um and the gameplay is fun I forgot how enjoyable the Halo RTS games are on even on console itself. So they, they work quite good. So uh, I've been enjoying that quite a bit. And uh, besides that, I have been I've been waiting for pretty much new games to come out on Game Pass. So I'm, I, I really want to get through. I'm at that point in Psychonauts where I'm like, OK, I know there's a couple things on the horizon. I need to get through this. Because I know we got like Back for Blood coming soon, and yep. um, just a couple other good titles as well. And Halo Infinite, Infinite's quickly coming along too. And oh yeah, and they're doing well. We'll be talking about Halo Infinite uh, uh, later on. But uh, I also started today uh, Star Wars Visions. Yeah, the anime on. I've been waiting Disney for those. Plus. And I'm I, I'm about three into it right now. Oh yeah, what's your opinion so far? They're really good. The first one is black and white. I forget the name of the first one, but it was like it was black and white, and the only thing that had colors was the lightsabers and like lights of the droids. Yeah, and it was called oh it was called the duel. I'm pretty sure the duel. And it was like an old, almost like an old Japanese film, it felt like. And it was so cool. It was just essentially like this rundown town and these mercenaries uh, are the, uh, I guess they were the empire, but they kind of felt like mercenaries uh, yeah. came to like harass the town. And there was this, this, this lone guy wanting to get his droid fixed and they shoot at his droid and he just comes down from the mountain and fights this lady. And she has this crazy lightsaber that it looks like an umbrella almost that you'd wear, but yeah. there's no like uh top part to it. All like uh, the arms to it are just lightsabers. Oh, and crazy. She, like, spins it like, um, it, it spins around. It reminds me of if you ever watched. Well, of course, you watched Batman Returns when the penguin uh, starts flying yeah. with his helicopter umbrella. umbrella. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like the helicopter umbrella. So she has that, and it's just uh, red lightsabers as the top part. So she's really cool effect with that and then the second episode that i saw was just about a band in star in the star wars universe and one of their members is wanted by jabba the hut and oh yeah the singer was i guess a padawan from the clone wars 
who escape the whole like Anakin Skywalker killing everyone. Yeah. And the person who Jabba wanted was the guy who took them in. And he's like, no, we got to go and like try and save him. And they did put on a car and they just put on like a concert for Jabba the Hutt. And, <laughs> and like that, that was the whole episode. So <laughs> a lot of fun stuff like that. And it's gorgeously animated. And I yeah. can't wait to watch. I think there's about 12 of them. So there's a good chunk of them. Yeah. And they're about like such an interesting concept, minutes. just letting the artist uh, like go to town. Like, yeah, I just I remember reading an article about it and they were talking about how there were so many different artists that they wanted to have uh, kind of showcased and have their just ideas and everything showcased as well. So they had like a little story uh, for each mm-hmm. one that's kind of like just in the Star Wars universe, not necessarily relating directly to the like franchise or. The, mm-hmm. the people themselves, um, like the main characters. But yeah, it's really cool. Just concept, just outer worlds, building a little bit of lore and, and interesting concepts. It, it looks super good. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. So I look forward to continue watching it. Yeah. And, you know, just look forward to upcoming games to, I think, Sable, I think one is coming up. Yeah, I saw an ad for that one recently. Yeah, so I want to crack into that. And yeah, yeah. being a dad, got to go to the dentist with the kids, stuff like that, you know, dad stuff, (laughs) working, and constantly tired. So, (laughs) yeah, that's the life, right? But you know what? If we were vampires, that would be a different thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bad transition, right? So, you know, let's let's crack into some of the topics we're going to talk about today. So Redfall has officially been leaked. And from what I saw um, at the screenshots, uh, so Redfall, from what I saw at the screenshots, it looks pre-alpha. Like this, (laughs) from the screenshots they showed, this game looks early, early, early in development, or at least when these screenshots were taken. Yeah. so very bare bones. With this leak, we get a better idea of what the game actually be like. And a lot of us thought it would be like a Left 4 Dead kind of game, pretty much. But from what we can see, it looks more like a Borderlands game, which is very surprising. Yeah. Uh, in a way, I'm like way more excited for this because of that. Um. And considering the great reception Deathloop has gotten, uh, Xbox has been on a bit of a roll with Psychonauts 2, now Deathloop. And this is another arcane game coming down. I feel like the potential for this game now is quite high. I love me a good co-op game. You know, this is something we can play together. Um, oh, yeah. And nice uh, online co-op yeah. and everything, and yeah, I like I like the idea that it's going to be like a feel of Borderlands. I've always really liked the Borderlands, especially the co-op style and everything, and having mm-hmm. it in that sort of universe with the vampires and everything. And man, I think it's it's going to be pretty big. It looks like, yeah, and and considering how how good of a reception Deathloop has gotten, like it's getting like what ten out of tens and stuff like that. But oh, we'll yeah. talk about that soon. I hope Microsoft really like, you know, calls up the studio heads of uh, Arcane and said, you know what, let's let's increase that budget a bit for for right. 
Redfall. But I think especially this is with something... a leak like this. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, the it looked rough, and it's so funny. People are like dogging on the game for it's like, oh, look how bad this looked. And I'm like, it's like pre-alpha. I'm like, yeah, you can. I can pull like screenshots from dozens of dozens of games that are in this stage and look nothing, nothing like uh, the way it was. Like a, a good example is Horizon Zero Dawn. You look at the pre-alpha stuff for that game and just like these first concept videos. Um, is like something completely different. And even like Destiny, I remember seeing like the early, early footage gameplay of Destiny, and it looks yep. so rough. Like, That's just it. It's like if they can do a decent job of at least the gameplay and everything, I could easily see, yeah, Microsoft throwing them some like uh, artists or uh, team members just to like, yeah, really like polish the game off and like mm-hmm. get those graphics going up if it's like yeah from what we saw like it's it's fairly rough i mean you can see the character models are at least like pretty in depth the textures are definitely not quite right but uh it looks like it's going to be like yeah just a little bit of work on on the texture end and artistry end and everything and i think it'll polish up nicely if the mechanics they can they can get working properly most of all then i could easily see them yeah well, if they're trying to hit the same art style as in the promotional imagery they're putting out, even though it was a CGI trailer, if they're trying, if that's yeah. the kind of bar they're hitting for at least the look of the characters, yeah, this don't judge any of these screenshots. Um, but what intrigues me about the game is how are they going to do one? They say it's a co-op game. They say it's more in the vein of Borderlands, but it's going to have that arcane twist to it. So very open-ended, a bigger open world. So we're getting yep. full, huge open world, next-gen uh, yeah. arcane really? co-op shooter. But they said it's also single-player as well. So I'm very curious how well they'll be able to implement their their open-ended um, Like, yeah, environment design. and everything, yeah. Yeah, because they are the type of um, designers to be like, okay, you can either go through this vent, like almost like Deus Ex, right? You can go through this vent or you can go, you know, balls to the wall. They have like a few different options and like, but all of those options are somewhat linear in a sense. And the fact that they're like, oh, you can play the game single player, but it's also a co-op game. I, I would almost want them to to say it is single player there are single player aspects but there are there will be aspects that need multiplayer because i find it would be interesting that what if i need you like on this other end of the map to trigger a button or an alarm so these guards get distracted so i can go yeah up in this area like I find At least some mechanics to encourage co-op and everything. Yeah, exactly. I find yeah. I feel like Arcane are a clever enough studio to implement a very interesting uh, co-op um, loop that's not just like, oh, I'm gonna put this guy up into the air and you're gonna shoot him, or just like 
powers yeah. just like, like I'm going to climb up to this ledge that's just a little too high and then I'll pull you up onto it army exactly. of two style yeah. or like you're the only one who can get up on the roof and uh, the roof yeah. has like maybe a, a power bar a box or something like that yeah, or, special option or, or yeah. you know the water you know pour holy water into the water supply of the building and you know yep. like just and I come in and I light like these sprinklers on and it starts burning. Like, I feel like yeah. there could be interesting stuff like that. And I think they said there was, was it six or eight um, like characters? I think it was six characters kind of to start with. And each of them have their own kind of unique abilities. So it'd be interesting mm -hmm. to see them like, like one of the abilities they were mentioning. And they, they kind of showed it in the uh, thing there. It's like you, in the trailer, you could go invisible. You can, uh, like one guy can like teleport or something like that and so yeah, so yeah it'd be interesting to see how they're going to use those mechanics are you going to have like guy come in and sneak past the zombies and flip a switch for everyone else or something or exactly or, sorry zombies and, <laughs> i'm thinking uh, state of decay vampires, vampires. <laughs> but like considering there's uh either like four or six classes in the game like, how are they going to, how is that going to balance uh, with it playing single player as well? Like, mm. I'm just very curious how, how much they can commit to it being just single player for those people. But yeah. a part of me, from what I saw of the trailer, I would like if they almost went, they committed to almost like a destiny route where, where, well, I'm curious, like, do you think when they say, oh, you can play it single player, that it's almost like matchmaking, like Destiny, where you can technically play Destiny single player and you can just kind of matchmake into everything? Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like they have a very, they have a very good opportunity to show um, their open-ended gameplay mixed with a co-op twist to it. Um, and I love the setting. like. Come on, we're gonna be hunting vampires at night. Like, yep. it's gonna be such a cool game, I think. And they oh, have such an interesting. interesting style. And yep. now that they have the backing of Microsoft, and their other team is off Deathloop, and the whole studio can really focus on making Redfall this incredible uh, next-gen uh, co-op experience. I'm. It's funny. I was kind of. Like, okay, Redfall, it looks cool, the trailer. Yeah. All right. This is going to be like a Left for Dead kind of vampire hunting game. And that's and the impression when... I got, too, like a linear sort of... Yeah. <laughs> and now that they're like, oh, it's kind of like a more open world uh, looter shooter, Left for Dead, uh, or not Left yeah, for Dead. Borderlands. Uh, Borderlands, yeah. Destiny-ish kind of game. I am yeah. way more excited than than I was for this this. Oh yeah, it's the uh, type of games I love. That's why I like, and, and Xbox does it so well with uh, yes, a lot do. of those co-op games and everything. And uh, like their studios have shown that like they're one of the few that really focus on that. Yeah, no, they're one of the few um, studios that when a game comes out, it usually has a single player, a robust multiplayer, and sometimes even like a robust horde mode. Like, look at Gears Five as a package alone. Like that's insane. You get so much game out of that. 
yeah. where a lot of the time you only just get a single player uh and let alone like a that short single, single player, player campaign yeah, like a yeah. short single player campaign where we can still hop on to gears now and there's yeah there's still yeah. so much to do but, oh yeah. yeah no um redfall excited very it's looking excited. good but speaking of arcane you know uh let's get into death loop so Deathloop is getting great reviews with some outlets giving it a 10 out of 10 and it is uh, coasting with a high Metacritic score as well with the great um, with great properties like Psychonauts 2 and the reviews being so high now that Deathloop is getting praised as well as uh, just I can't believe how much of a role Microsoft Studio is on right now uh, with their their games. Like you can say, even though it did come out last year, Flight Simulator, we got that very high Metacritic game on console finally, and the port was really, really good. And then we get something like Psychonauts 2, where it has another high Metacritic game. Death's Door, another super high critically acclaimed game. And even though Deathloop is not on Xbox, it is a PlayStation 5 year exclusive at this time. Yeah. Um, this coming. game is, yeah, well, yeah, it will be coming. <laughs> um, so it is, it is very nice to see that, um, you know, the purchases that they did are, showing their worth and especially a game like psychonauts 2 that was in development under microsoft's um banner for quite some time so yeah Deathloop. what do you think of this game um, i watched a uh, short video actually before um uh, we even decided to really talk about it and i i was interested it's a it's a cool um game like it it gives me the feel of outer worlds kind of like you're in a first person view mode um the dialogue and everything is kind of catchy and uh uh, what do i want to say it's basically yeah it's fun like they're playing around with it a lot like the guy's getting up uh like from what i i saw in the the short time i was watching the guy's getting up he's he's swearing a bunch can't remember his name like oh what, what do you mean i can't remember my name like what the hell is with that? And like, he was swearing an awful lot too, but uh, <laughs> it was interesting to see that. And then it kind of feels like it's almost a little mixed with uh, 12 minutes. It's kind of like, you know, you, the death loop started over again. And it, it wants, uh, you kind of have an option right at the beginning to either uh, continue the loop or try and end the loop. And based on that is uh, kind of how you're going to be playing the next uh loop well yeah like uh there's these visionaries across the map and i think the visionaries um, your powers are tied to each visionary so if you kill a visionary you can save like that power and when you do the loop again you can build up your powers and weapons so there are things that can translate over but it's it is kind of like a roguelike they do give you a couple lives per uh loop but, you know, if they can continue this role with Forza, which I think Forza is a sure thing, right? 
And yeah. then after Forza Halo, I feel like if we can keep this quality going, and I know we haven't seen Halo in a while. I have a, and I honestly, I don't really want to see Halo again until it is fully ready and I play it. It'd be very nice to get um, some surprises out of Halo, like some legit yeah. like, surprises out of the campaign. But uh, I hope we keep this, uh, keep the ball rolling. But, you know, not much to say about Deathloop, to be honest. Uh, just more so wanted to bring it up as it is getting, well, it will probably be up for game of the year um, from what I've seen. And from yeah. the it release, looks, but, it looks really good. Like, so, the, I like that kind of sixties aesthetic to it. So, yeah, it's got a nice aesthetic. The graphics are amazing, and it's just an interesting gameplay style too. Having that loop come around and having you build up your character and, and kind of change things and have see how it affects the next loop and everything. I liked that in uh, twelve minutes. Yeah. Just trying to slowly but surely kind of put your plan together and figure out what you need to do and how you need to do it to to get to that point that you want to get to and find out more about it so that you have that knowledge for the next loop. Oh, yeah. Man, roguelike games, like loop games, kind of like this, like we've, and especially on the PlayStation side, they had what, uh, Returnal and then Hades and now Deathloop. I feel like, and for us, you know, Hades, Twelve Minutes, Deathloop, or yeah. not, not, not Deathloop yet. But I feel like Deathloop coming next year would be a nice kind of pause from those roguelike games, and we can kind of sit back. And you know, the PlayStation Five people can beta test the game, so when it does come out, it's a real, yeah. real solid product. So that's just it. We're gonna get the the nice <laughs> polished version of it, and we'll get to see what's happening and. <laughs> We'll get to see all the updates as they come along over the next year, and hopefully by the time it gets to Xbox, it's just going to be well-polished and, and nice to play. So, Well, speaking of beta testers, it sounds like we're going to have some beta testers this week. <laughs> um, Halo Infinite is back this weekend with another multiplayer flight, this time focused around big team battle. And we'll finally uh, get to see this mode in action with the new yep. player count of 12v12. So 12v12 is new player count, mind you, for uh, big team battle. It's not like it's new to Halo. It was in uh, Warzone, yep. which not Battlefield, or not Call of Duty Warzone. I'm talking about Halo 5 Warzone, where it's kind of a mix yep. of PvE, PvP. Uh, the test will come this weekend, and we'll come back uh, the next weekend as well. Uh, not sure if this will be the last flight test for this game before launch or if we'll get one last one at the end of October or early November. But I would suspect we would get at least one more before launch. At least one more, I think. Yeah. I could totally see that. And the only downside is you have to be one of the Halo insiders as of, I think, September 19th to be able to qualify for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I signed up for that now, but I'm a little late. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I didn't sign up. I, I really want to come into Halo Infinite uh, fresh. I, yeah. I've always, for the first time, right? Yeah. I've always beta tested Halo games ever since Halo 3. So I think I've beta tested pretty much all the Halo games except for this one. 
So this is the first time I'm not beta testing it. And I just want to go, it, it's been so long since Halo 5. I just want to go into this fresh. There's been such a rocky, um, you know, development of it. But from what we know of past Halo games, like Halo 2 especially, that game really yep. came together in like, what, the last six months? Oh, yeah. So I feel like they're just buckling down as a team. They have a clear vision. If, you know, from what I remember when, um, when the, uh, the new director, when the guy came out, what's his name again? Joseph, Joseph Ferris? Or something? Uh, something like that. I can't remember yeah. his, exactly his name. But when he's the, he was the director of uh, Halo ODST and was always part of like pretty much like all uh, the early Halo Bungie days. And he's always been part of, microsoft but kind of working on other projects and stuff like that so i hope when he joined the team again well i guess not again but joined 343 to kind of steer this ship in the right direction and uh, get this product shipped i hope i really hope we get something special at the end of the year that little glimpse of the story mode we saw at E3 where he's kind of going through the debris field and passing around the bodies. And then he interacts with that new AI Cortana lookalike that, uh, that looked visually really good. Like his armor oh, yeah. all beat up. There was nice lighting to it. So there was a nice graphical fidelity to that. So I'm really curious um, what will come out of this, but I'm very curious what this beta weekend will have in store how a more focused big team battle with you know extra is extra like four not much like yes yeah. it's 24 extra players people in there. 16 so yeah extra eight players on there yep so, so yeah four on each team which will add some oh yeah extra okay. chaos of course Oh, yeah. And depending on the level sizes and everything, but it'll be really cool to see what kind of options they've got available, what they're going to bring to the table, how much they're taking from Halo 5 or Halo 4 or whatever and moving forward with. Like, I remember one of the biggest things happening uh, way back when, when they just introduced the, uh, like, dual wield of mm-hmm. the SMGs. It was just kind of a game changer in Halo. It was a whole different way I to play at that point it. yeah right <laughs> the yeah. armor lock and uh, yeah. all the special armor abilities and everything and now it's just going to be yeah another series of more, events we'll see how it goes it feels more like halo 3 it looks like with more yeah just like focus armor abilities yeah focus back on master chief again it looks like so we're going to get more his storyline and uh less splitting off into other teams and whatnot. I wonder if they'll show more abilities in this flight, like different armor abilities and uh, maybe some guns they haven't announced yet. So I hope we get to see at least something come out of this weekend that maybe we haven't seen before. How the grapple jack works with the vehicles and whatnot. Yep. We get some live videos of people messing around, trying things out and... Yeah, and it, too bad it's still just bots again, from what yeah. I heard. And uh, apparently they're doing very focused time, so they'll turn it on for like a couple hours. Um, 
during a certain time frame during the day, just so they yep. can really like like slam everyone onto the server at once. Yeah, get, get everyone idea. loading in at one time and see how much like because there's a, a change in like load and everything for loading up the game as well as uh, like yeah, just joining onto a server or or what have you. It's going to be lots of different tests they got to run, and uh, I'm sure that's part of the reason they delayed the multiplayer as well. So they'll really get to see a, a focus on that, and hopefully it goes well. So yeah, you know, in the end, I I just hope you know. Halo is one of the reasons why I love gaming. And yep. all I want is Halo Infinite to be uh, an amazing product. So keep on testing it. I hope you get a couple more flights in. Just you know, make sure this this is a good Halo game, right? But, you yep. know, it, it's a different Halo game. They're giving it to us in chunks. So it's not like the campaign is part of the multiplayer. Like, those will be two different things you select in the menu. So yeah. it's a different Halo game in itself already. So, yeah. but you know, we, we talking, you know, we're talking about a triple a uh, game coming out at the end of the game, but you know, let's, let's kind of bring that down a little bit. Let's, let's look at kind of the a double a uh, <laughs> kind of games coming out. So a little less, money-driven games yeah right so when we were younger thq was you know everywhere they did the wrestling games they just did they just did the skateboarding games like so many yeah Yeah, they they had some extreme sports game (laughs) no or was that midway who did like the triple x biking game or something like that yeah something they, they, they were they were like in that category of midway and all that but THQ Nordic had their, I can't believe they're called THQ, right? But THQ <laughs> Nordic had their showcase for their 10th anniversary and they showed off uh, quite a bit. I would say the biggest noteworthy additions were Destroy All Humans 2 Remastered, which. Reprobed. Yeah, reprobed, right? <laughs> and a SpongeBob video game as well. Um, yep. But. Here, let me go over the list of games that they did announce here. Let me just pull my list down a bit. So Destroy All Humans 2, Reprobed. Yeah. Uh, Outcast 2. Uh, a, new a, a New Beginning. Oh, 2. A New, a new yeah. Beginning. Yeah. Outcast 2. <laughs> uh, Jagged Alliance 3. Um, Expedition Zone. MX versus ATV Legend. You know what? I always like the uh, MX. Uh, yeah, I like those games. Those games are always fun. So if we can yeah. get a fun one out of those, uh, was it uh, Sniper Power Three? Yep. Yeah, and um, what's this? Elix, one? I think. Elix Two and SpongeBob SquarePants and the Cosmic Snake or Shake. Cosmic Shake. It looks pretty trippy. It's uh... actually the SpongeBob game looked really good, right? Um, the graphics it... reminded me of the movie actually that came out not too long ago, the recent one. I'm sure yep. my kid, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, with Keanu Reeves in it. The animation in that was great. I couldn't believe it was that. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that looks really cool and destroy all humans. But honestly, the rest, like there was some rough stuff in there. Yeah. Some of the trailers for 
for some of the games, except especially uh, uh, Elix Two, like Elix yeah. Two. Like if B movies were a video game. Yeah, if B movies were video games, these <laughs> these were it right here. That's for sure. Like Elix Two looked rough in my opinion. Yeah, and apparently Elix Outcast One didn't have like too. a or Elix One didn't have like a great reception in the first place either. It had uh, a lot of issues. Um, Expeditions Rome, I I believe, was more um, almost like Civilization mm-hmm. sort of style. I was um, very surprised by uh, which one was it? The Jagged Alliance. I was looking at them. It had a weird name. The Expeditions Rome. No, is uh... I never even heard of Jagged Alliance. Like Jagged Alliance Three. Like I love how they they have bought they have purchased all these old franchise and they're like trying to bring them back but they're bringing them back like who the hell is gonna buy jagged alliance three like thinking like and it wasn't there's jagged alliance one and two like yeah like i haven't heard (laughs) of this game before like yeah where's one and two like you might have wanted to like tack on a different name or something or maybe there's a big enough like following for the original jagged alliance just like like a name underneath that like yeah and our mistake in our notes here, it's not Sniper Power 3, it's Super Power 3. That was my uh, the one I was looking at that I was like, at, as soon as I saw the title, I was like, okay, this could be interesting, like a superhero game. Like, not a superhero game at all, it's a dictator it's, game. Sorry. You're just, I apologize yeah, you're, on that. Yeah, you're a, uh, it's just called Super Power 3? Yeah, it's Super That's, Power 3. And so apparently there have been a couple other ones. And yeah, you're a, uh, like a, a leader of a country. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they mean like a superpower, like you're yeah, a, like, like a, a nation superpower. Student. Yeah, like oh, okay. the the U.S. or something. And right. so it's a it's an interesting game, but yeah, more much more strategic. I think it's turn based and everything. It's uh, it, it was an I mean it was an interesting lineup of games. Um, yeah, kind of like weird. That like, uh, a, like I, double A stuff. Like I I feel like. Yeah we have fallen off those kind of games. I feel like like they're just leaning hard into their, into their past. Like it's their 10th anniversary. They're like, like, okay, we've done all these other games and everything we did. Like they did an awesome job on destroy all humans. I've always loved destroy all humans. It was hilarious when it first came out and and I enjoyed playing it. So I can't wait to see, uh, reprobed, but yeah, I hope the bunch of these come to game pass as well. Oh yeah. I imagine they will. I mean, uh, Destroy All Humans 1 came to Game Pass, so we yeah. get to uh, try that out and, and play these through are, it. These are perfect, like, like four or five months after release kind of games, you know? Yep. So. I'm finding I'm getting too old for hard mode, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's the second like, game where I'm just like, I get to the very end, and I'm just like, I probably should have started this over. Yeah, like, it's like, it's like normal or easy. And, yep. uh, uh, the reflexes you know, are slowing down. <laughs> I'll just go through normal most of the time, but yeah, I'm yep. never like. I think the only game I'll really attempt to do hard mode is the new Halo game, just out of pride. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. and that that's just it. And it's it's like the the focus of uh, if I'm gonna play it once, I might as well try it on hard. And if I can get through it on hard, at least I did it on hard. Because if I I know if I do it on normal, I'm never gonna try it to do it on hard. I'm not gonna. No, I'm just, I don't know. I don't have it in me anymore. I'm getting too old. Well, you know, I hope 
these games don't get delayed. But speaking of delays, we are getting, you know, not a huge delay, just just about a month. But Battlefield uh, 2042 has officially been delayed to November 19th and will come out after Call of Duty. Yeah. Here is, well, Dan, do you want to read their official statement? Yep, so their official statement is, uh, we've made the decision to shift to the launch of Battlefield 2042. The game will now be released worldwide on November 19th, 2021. Building the next generation of Battlefield during a global pandemic has created unforeseen challenges for our development teams. Given the scale and scope of the game, we've we've hoped our teams would be back in our studios together as we move towards launch, with ongoing conditions not allowing that to happen safely. We'll all work hard, with, and with all the hard work the teams are doing from home, we feel it is important to take the next, the extra time to deliver on the vision of Battlefield 2042 for our players. Our, your enthusiasm for the game has been very inspiring. We believe in the game we're making, and we thank you for the patience we put into finishing touches. We put so, as we put some finishing touches into the experience. Updates on the open beta will come later this month. Uh, Oscar Gabrielson and the Battlefield 2042 development team, Studio GM, Dice. So, so that, yeah, yeah, not too bad. Understandable. It's only, yeah, it's only a month delay, and considering uh, it is now coming out after Call of Duty, how could this affect the sales of this game? Also, the stock dropped, well, not surprisingly, but after yeah. they uh, did this announcement, announcement uh, with the lay this close to release, are we worried about the quality of this game? Uh, will be will we be getting a rush product or something coming in really hot? Like I don't know, like a delay, like what I guess one month can do a lot, but that's just it. I think the the stock stock price drop kind of uh, reads into it a little bit, and you understand where. Yeah, it's it's very much so um, uh, an option on their end to kind of change how the sales are going to happen and everything. Because there's going to be definitely a decent amount of people out there who okay. look forward to both Battlefield and Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go, like, we're planning at least to jump into Battlefield for the first month or so while they wait for Call of Duty to come out. Now with it moving and it coming out after Call of Duty, they're going to be a little more focused on that. And with Call of Duty being uh, like a little bit bigger of a uh, community than than Battlefield, I would just say <laughs> just just a touch. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's probably going to affect the like the ranking of the game and everything. Not so much in the experience sense, because I know I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to focus probably a lot mm-hmm. more on Battlefield than I will Call of Duty. I used to be a Call of Duty fan, but I found the gameplay just wasn't for me after a while it just gets stale right like every year every year like there are some noteworthy releases definitely and i find their store like their campaign is solid they always do like a michael bay over the top campaign and some cool ideas but this year's battlefield just or this year's call of duty just does not look appealing and from what i've heard of the beta so far um this might be uh, the first year in a while of uh it's probably since infinite warfare um that we might need to to take a take a rest on this year's uh call of duty but yep. i don't know 
Battlefield being oh. delayed just a month, like that's not a huge deal, but it, yeah. it makes me think like how how janky is this game? Like, and they say there's a beta still coming. Yeah, <laughs> there's not much. There's not, not much, much time, time for that. Yeah, like, like what is this beta really going to be a beta of? Or did they delay this so they can actually implement some of the data from the beta they're going to be doing? But the beta is more like a stress test. I like yeah, how exactly. how Halo calls it. They're their flights, you know. Mm-hmm. They're going to take the first flight, and so they they can avoid see if this flight makes it to its destination or yeah, crashes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like we'll see what happens, right? But I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm very much looking forward to this battlefield. I'm still holding up hope that it, it will come to Game Pass. Uh, fingers yep. crossed that it will come to Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, Pass. I think that could be one of its saving graces. If it ends up coming to well, Game yeah. Pass, then you got nothing to really worry about. Yeah, exactly, right? I would spend some money on that because I'm already planning to. Like, Battlefield's always been one of my favorite games. I'm definitely going to get it to at least play it, try it, whatever. Yeah. And uh, like Call of Duty, yeah, I haven't I haven't been investing in it over the last while just because it's like I'll I'll play some of the free stuff. I've got uh, Warzone going with a couple of buddies every once in a while, but I mean I I don't have it in me to really level up and prestige my guy like crazy or anything. I know, oh, and I want to see those tornadoes like come through. I just want to see. Yeah, I want to see some cool, interesting gameplay and see how that's going to be affected. Yeah. See those wingsuits in a tornado or something. And I just want to see the scale, right? Yeah, scale of that. So I've always enjoyed Battlefield for that. Get a I can get a good sniper going and and be picking off people from across a map, or I can be running in, blowing holes through a wall, and climbing into somebody's house. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious how. Like, I'm I'm sure they'll keep the hallmark destruction destructible environments, and even from what we've yep. seen, it's already like that. I wonder I'm how it it more. Yeah. yeah, I wonder how advanced they'll get with it considering it looks like some levels are going to be in cities and whatnot and yeah i'm I'm very curious how much will be destructible in the actual environment i think i think that's part of why they focused on the weather in uh this game because Mm -hmm. i remembered in the other ones that it was mostly player based on whether something would happen or not. So it was mm-hmm. harder to affect the world. So there was like the one building that collapsed. There's some stuff you can move around or whatever. Yeah. And hmm? no, I said, yeah, no. no. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it'd be interesting to see with the weather, just like, cause you can have different variations of weather and what's going to come through, how it's going to affect the, the world there are you going to have like a thunderstorm come through and take out the power in all the buildings are you going to see a tornado come through and start tearing up and changing the landscape yeah and i'm curious like they have some levels that are like desert i'm curious if the desert will change with the tornado going through if like some like yeah. tunnels get like totally filled in or like or... that. exactly yeah see like uh, yeah whole hills move and everything or <laughs> water yeah. spout out from somewhere and or disappear and get buried in sand I'm turn to quicksand like that'd be cool but i remember like the bad company games it was more like, like smaller buildings than you could 
yeah. really take those down. I remember like running through a building and it's like collapsing around you, and sometimes yep. it will actually collapse on you. I remember half the time my goal was just to get some C4, and like you blow out like a few walls and then place your C4 so that you lure somebody kind of in the building and then blow it and collapse the building on them. <laughs> oh, yeah, like what a good game! Like, yeah, I would love even like um, a remake of battlefield bad company like bring those yeah. games back oh i i can't yeah. wait for them to make another bad company game it was so much fun so much destructibility I, I and do. yeah I it was just do. nice to to change the feel of a, a game like that where it's like oh i'm not just hide behind cover and pop out and try and shoot and like hide behind cover again it's like yeah you can hide behind cover i can blow up your cover <laughs> exactly right <laughs> yeah no like are you like you can just like blow a chunk out of the wall and just start sniping through it like yeah there was a lot of creative stuff in in those particular battlefield games i found oh, yeah. and that's when they first start started introducing that whole destruction in the environment and i think it was in the bad in the that bad became known for yeah. yeah yeah so you know there's Heard some, there's some great stuff in in the bad company games but you know, um, bad company. Yeah, no, bad company. Battlefield is coming, and I'm sure we'll have a great time. You know, the small time we'll have with it until Halo uh, totally rules our life, because yep. we know we're gonna have Halo right away, right? Oh yeah. Um, but I kind of just want to get into a quick discussion on um, kind of people are going crazy on Twitter in the last like week and. There's been tons of talk about like acquisitions and new developers coming in and possible publisher acquisition. Um, I would just like to discuss what we would like to see out of a possible publisher or developer acquisition. Uh, we have talked about this here and there in the past, but I want us to really get into what developer or publisher uh, and why Microsoft would be a good fit for them. There was a lot of talk um, that a big announcement, like huge announcement, uh, was coming yeah, this week. Something actually. massive. Yeah, like on Monday or something. But yep. uh, honestly, considering we had no like idea of the Bethesda acquisition until pretty much the day of, uh, I feel like these rumors should be taken with a grain of salt, right? Yeah, but at least a little bit. So I'll kind of started off. I personally think what, and this is a publisher, and I've had a couple of conversations with other people about it as well. But I think a publisher that would really be a good fit for them would be Sega. And it's not just so they could have more ties in the Japanese market, which would be super beneficial for them. But that's yep. their relationship with Sega. Like the original Xbox, essentially the Dreamcast 2.0, right? Yep. Like there's a lot of sequels to Dreamcast games on that system, like Jet Set Radio Future or the um, their their motorbike game. What was that? Um, there's some of their sports games. And just they just had a ton of... Stuff like you even got um, Shimu 3 or Shimu 2. No, we got that crappy Shimu 3 not too long ago, but we got Shimu <laughs> 2 out of that. But, yep. and just a lot of, uh, we got uh, Panzer Dragoon Orta. Um, so there was a lot of Sega lineage in the original 
Xbox, and that continued for a while. And you can even look at it with Game Pass as well. You know, we have the Yakuza full series on there. They haven't even removed them yet. Um, we have other Sega games on there. I would love to see every Sega Sonic game on there eventually, like every single one. Yeah. And seeing Sega like associated with a proper console again mm-hmm. would just be interesting exactly. to see. Yeah. 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 They are a console mascot again, as Sonic would be. And I would love to see them have a real budget behind a new Sonic game with yeah. uh, resources like Microsoft kind of resources. I feel like you know Sonic has had you know some you know some great games like Sonic Mania was fantastic recently. Um, they've even had some good 3D Sonic games, in my opinion, uh, like. Sonic Generations is a legit fantastic game and it's got you know FPS boost on on Xbox uh people should go check that game out it does still hold up in my opinion so i feel like there is a good opportunity for Microsoft to to get the and you know the Persona series the Persona series yep. is such a huge Japanese RPG series so i see a lot of potential with um with sega and the fact that they also they sold off their like pachinko uh part of their business so it it feels like they're almost like trying to set themselves up to be a little bit more desirable of a company to purchase for like a a company like microsoft or even sony or something like that but that's who i would want What, what about yourself like a take two or a, a Ubisoft or uh a... I, I was thinking honestly like Ubisoft. If if that happened, I would be just all sorts of happy because there's I think Bethesda and Ubisoft have been a staple in my life for a very long time. Just all those Assassin mm-hmm. Creed games and uh um just the uh, what's called watchdogs tom clancy games yeah i remember mm-hmm. playing tom clancy games uh with my brother growing up playing those splinter cell games trying to stealth our way through the buildings and it's not like there's not a lineage there with yeah. xbox like especially with the original xbox you can almost say the original xbox kind of put uh, ubisoft on the map right with the oh yeah splinter cell games and their tom clancy but it was uh, such I mean, a good fit too, because the Splinter Cell games had the the three green lights and everything, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. and it kind Very of played Xbox. into the whole Xbox mascot type deal. And oh, they yeah. were... oh well, I would say Sam Fisher was almost a a, a mascot in itself with oh, yeah. Chief. Yeah, yeah. I'd say if there's two mascots of the original Xbox, it would be Master Chief and Sam Fisher, for oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, that's what always made me think of, like, especially on the old Xbox magazines and everything, you'd always get good highlights on Splinter Cell, Halo. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just, yeah, you know, Master Chief's green armor, you got the green lights on his face uh, for Sam Fisher. And oh, yeah. I, would, I, I wouldn't believe like all I played almost every Assassin's Creed game. And I'm sorry to say I haven't invested the money in Valhalla just yet, but I'm I'm yeah. excited to play that, too. But uh it's just with all these Game Pass games. I, if it came to Game Pass, I would be just ecstatic because I'd just be playing the crap out of that. I played a lot of my Assassin's Creed games actually with games with gold. Surprisingly enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I've that too is funny. 
uh, I got uh, with my Xbox One when I first got that. Uh, it was the 1S. And I ended up getting uh, one of the games with it. And I just played the... It was... Uh, which one was it? It was the Steampunk one in England. Yeah, yeah. Syndicate. Syndicate, yeah. And I played That's through great. just all of Syndicate because I I just ended up getting it with my Xbox and it was just an excellent game to play that with. Oh, so yeah. it was just yeah. the only one I think I haven't played really other than Valhalla is Unity because I just heard absolutely terrible things about Unity and it hasn't really come up as a, a game that just is available to me. So yeah, I, I, I want to play Origins and Odyssey yeah. and Valhalla. Um, I heard Odyssey actually got a FPS boost as well. So it runs at 60 per second. So I got to try I that because I have it for my Xbox One. And I was playing through it, but I didn't get all the way through. I'm pretty sure that game has smart delivery. So, or no, wait, no, not smart delivery. It does FPS boost because it wasn't, it wasn't the Xbox yeah. um, um, Series X game. Valhalla yeah. has smart delivery. Yeah, but no, I think yeah, I think Ubisoft. At least if if Microsoft bought Ubisoft, at least we would get. A Splinter Cell greenlit right away, right? We'd have to oh, get yeah. at least a green, uh, a greenlit, uh, a Splinter Cell game. But honestly, if they bought a Ubisoft, I would say make Bethesda games exclusive to Xbox 100%. Which it sounds like, from what we can see from Redfall, Starfield, and you know, we are going to be getting Deathloop and Tokyo Ghostwire yeah. eventually. And I'm almost positive. Well, I'm positive the next Elder Scrolls will be pretty much all Bethesda games will be besides like, you know, coming out with the re-release of older games that have been released already. Oh, yeah. I could see Bethesda just doing exclusives for Xbox until it's like a remaster of it. So like Starfield comes out and like, yeah four or five years down the road or something, maybe when they're ready to remaster it with some new technology or something, then you could look at like, yeah, release it on everything. Then why not? I would say Ubisoft make, keep them multi-platform. Yeah. Maybe have one or two titles here, like a splinter cell that is only on Xbox, make their games all available on uh game pass. Yeah. I would say keep, keep Ubisoft um, multi-platform own them but keep them multi-platform yeah uh, keep them as a sent as a separate entity of you guys as ubisoft still and yeah. maybe add some more studios under there uh because they're getting too big for their bridges right like oh yeah with microsoft gaming there's there's a lot to there's a lot there there's a lot in in development oh, yeah it's almost out it's almost getting outrageous to be honest I don't know how you manage all those studios and yeah, and all those developers under one roof and really like have that cohesive and organized. They got to run on silos, basically, like have each independent developer kind of doing their own thing, but just with some oversight and resources. Yeah. So, hey, if you're yeah. struggling here, you're struggling there, use these resources. Yeah. Like get these yeah. games out there and everything. Take these people or experts for advice and... See and how that goes. I would love if they, you know, considering how big all their studios and how many studios they have under their wing, it'd be interesting if they did like a convention, an internal convention with all of them. I think they yeah. force 
like they are trying to very much push the talk with each other if you guys want to collaborate with each other just like do it if you know the coalition are the best people we have in our company that work with unreal engine and you guys are working with it you're having an issue here reach out to maybe someone in the coalition who can be like oh uh you know we can fix this but no ubisoft would be they they definitely have a lineage i think out of the two companies you know we did talk about sega and ubisoft they they have um i'd say more almost a lineage with microsoft and xbox than other um consoles out there more so than you know nintendo or even sony right especially sega like you know uh, at least with from what we remember of the original xbox it was like yeah like i said the dreamcast 2.0 like i, I could see them jet set radio and please give me oh, another yeah. jet set radio. Like, <laughs> that game people have been wanting another jet set radio for so long and i feel like with, with, with microsoft tech, they'd have the money to do it yep oh, and the yeah, tech they've exactly. got exactly and i feel like they just just for video game like i feel like having a bigger presence in japan and that it's it's almost like um it feels right right like japan is such a uh, almost like a, a it, well of course it is a staple but it, it's such a staple of the video game industry yeah. and i feel like um that is some place something we're kind of missing on the xbox platform where i think Oh yeah, um, Sony and PlayStation kind of have that advantage. Obviously, they do come from that, you know, uh, country as well, Japan. Yeah, but, you they've know, got a lot more influence Tango, there. Yeah, and now hey, that boys. we have Tango GameWorks underneath our belt, I think I think Sega would be would be awesome. Yeah. I think Sega would be excellent, especially with all the sales of Series S's going on in Japan and oh, everything. Yeah those are blowing up because they're affordable and yeah, you you can, they're so tiny too. Like they're just so compact. You can fit them in such a nice small area. Like a lot of the, the living quarters in Japan and everything. And there's a lot more focus on that. And I'd like to see more of those. I've always felt Sony was uh, more of a, of course they're a Japanese company, but yeah, they've always brought more of the Japanese oriented art styles and video games over to their platform a lot more often than, than, we get to see it with Xbox. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see that influence kind of build back up and see, yeah, Sony, Sony selling Sony, or sorry, Sega selling uh, Sega branded Series X S's over in Japan and everything. Basically like another Sega console from yeah, way back in the day. Great. Like I remember playing the Genesis and <laughs> playing the imagine, Game Gear. <laughs> imagine getting like their entire library just slapped onto Game Pass. Like, oh yeah, right away. that's insane. That would be insane. There's such would... a history there. And it, you know what? Like talk about an opportunity to be like, okay, we didn't exist during this time when you were competing with Sony and Nintendo. But if we yeah. buy you, we can take that game catalog from yep. that era. So you can say that's and almost updated. Uh, yeah, you can say that's almost like a blank period there yep. where if Nintendo ever wanted to step their game off, but if Sony ever wanted to come out and be like, oh, in our PlayStation now we have all of you know PlayStation 1's lineage, PlayStation 2, well, we can be like, okay, we have 
Genesis, we have Dreamcast, we have um, Sega CD, we yeah. have all those games from from that uh, library. All the unreleased ones you wanted to see? Yeah, yeah we polished they, them up and put them out. <laughs> but I feel like that's an era oh, where yeah. Xbox didn't exist and they can essentially take that era and make it part of them like yep. that. And that's and, just it. It's like I would love to replay some of those awesome. games with my kids. Like, I yeah, remember right? playing them with my brother when I was super little and just learning how to learn the ropes and getting used to the controls and everything. And yeah, it'd be awesome to have my kids playing along and be able to help them out with co-pilot and get them yeah. playing, trying out those games. That was the funny thing about super liminal too. It was a, it was an interesting game to introduce my, my nine-year-old to. And she gets to understand more about the, the game and how perspective works and everything. Yeah. Like you see something close up, it's a lot bigger. You see something far away. It was, it was interesting. I've I've found video gaming starting to slowly work its way into into my life with my kids and everything too, and oh, yeah. and kind of develop more and become more of what I I picture it to be. So it'll be interesting right. to see. All right. Well, I think I think that's a show we got here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it and yeah. So as always, we got our our little bit of closing at the end here and. <laughs> Again, um, don't forget to subscribe on our YouTube page and hit that like button and feel free to leave a comment. What were you going to say, Josh? Yeah, no, uh, I think um, uh, with everything coming in the future, and you know what, we should be, we should have a better idea next week, hopefully, uh, with Tokyo Game Show, but uh, no, I, I am excited and uh, I think we can uh, uh, be uh, excited for uh, a possible uh, Sega merger in the future. But yeah, no, that's me getting down that road again. But um, see, I mean, I'm just excited about that. But no, no, um, it was a good show, and God, uh, I hope uh, I hope Andrew's having a good time wherever he says he's out rehearsing right now out in Dundas or something like that. So Andrew, we oh, yeah. miss you. Um, I'm sorry to the audience if I stumbled over a couple of the news items here. So I'm still trying to get the hosting down for this show. I struggle so, a bit without our host. That's exactly okay. we'll get right. Back and, soon enough. And like, how do you how do you end a show, right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> just, just like this. Just, just like cut it right here. So yeah. But you uh, just find us on on Spotify and Google Podcast, and just look for Xbox North Podcast. We're on Reddit, Instagram, and you look up Xbox North Podcast. And for Twitter, it's at North Xbox. All right. Yeah, and you can come interact with me there. I am. I pretty much handle the Twitter account. So if you have any questions, like I said, you can always ask them. Uh, I'm always down to talk about stupid stuff. And if you have any serious questions or you want to know anything about me or Dan or um if andrew's not here we can always make up a story about andrew as well that's always yeah. fun look at how much but, he's enjoying playing video games down there exactly right he's sa- <laughs> man he's saving so much water right <laughs> he's saving so much water probably got a beer right now you exactly, better right so <laughs> uh thanks for putting up with us thanks for putting up with me as a host again sorry about me kind of fumbling over a couple things hey but you know what i'm getting used to this i'm trying my best here uh the more i uh the more i host the more uh, 
comfortable I'll get over time. So uh, or Andrew seems it. to be okay with it. Yeah, right. So hey, okay. Yeah, well, he's the actor, right? So yeah. that's what he's doing <laughs> right now. He's always rehearsing. So um but yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you for, for watching and <laughs> have a being good a part one. of this. Bye. Good day.